Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Happy Mindset Monday, everybody. And this is an exciting day. This is our 600th episode of Agent Power Huddle. Yeah, here's the consistency and for doing this every day for our day number 600. I've got uh, a couple special guests here and another one joining us later um, because this is our 600th episode. And on Mondays, we always do Mindset Monday. Um, you guys know me, I'm Jesse Zagorski, right? I'm one, one of the co-hosts here, but I brought on two friends who also happen to be published authors and two of my favorite people when it comes to mindset. We've got Monica Graves and Barry Overton. Good morning, guys. How are you? Doing great. Thanks. Glad to be here. Happy yeah. 600. Thank you. Monica, yeah, how are you? That's amazing. Yeah. And I, I asked these guys to bring in. We have another, another friend, Dan uh, Dan Gomer, is going to be joining us, who's also another author. I wish I was in, in my other office. I have, I have Dan's book right here on this desk, and I have your books on my other desk. I have all. I have the whole collection. So I, what I asked these guys to do is I said, hey, since this is a special 600th episode, what can you bring one or two of your favorite quotes that have to do with mindset? Because I know these guys have so many quotes they like. But pick one or two favorites, and we're just going to talk about them and kind of see how that relates to um, not only our real estate career, right? This market, whatever it is, but I guarantee these things are going to dial in. So um, it, we don't have any any orders. Be kind of casual about this, but who, who wants to start? Monica or Barry? Who's got a, a quote that we want to start with for our our mindset discussion today? I'll start. Um, I, I always uh, talk about this because I learned it from Louise Hay. I'm a certified Louise Hay uh, Heal Your Life instructor. And um, so Louise Hay, she was one of the you know beginning pioneers of self-help and how to uh, realize that your thoughts are actually things. And um, and so if you if if you realize that your thoughts actually do produce um, how your day is going to start. Um, before I even let my feet touch the ground in the morning, so I start in the bed. As soon as I open my eyes, I am. Um, I sit on the edge of the bed, and I just hold my arms up into a V, <laughs> sort of like a funnel, like I am alive, I am awake, and I am aware. And those three things will will center me from anything that I had, you know, dreams of the night before. Um, I'm just saying that I'm alive. So thankful to be alive, right? Um, and then awake, because I definitely want to start my morning being awake. And then the awareness. So saying that I'm aware is is that intention that I set for the day so that I do realize what my thoughts are. And when when you're aware of your thoughts, you you tend to not criticize as much. You you tend to be open to um the awareness of others around you. And and so I I like that aspect of just being more aware um so that when I do my reading, because I read every morning, um, start reading something positive so that I'm aware of the things around me that are open to abundance. 
And, and so that open to receptivity, um, open to the goodness, open to the awareness of everything that I do, I set an intention for. And it just tends to make the day go the way you want. I, I love I love that. How, how long have you been doing that for? Oh, gosh. Um, I guess it's about 2015. Okay. And do you have mornings where like, like, is it, I imagine it's just so conditioned into you at this point that like, without thinking you just get up and like, are there mornings where, where you don't want to, or you want to keep your eyes closed or is it pretty much just like, you'll get out of bed without thinking. And then I'll be like, Oh no, I need to get back in bed and do this. <laughs> so, so, cause I, I like to do it before my feet touch the ground, because once your feet touch the ground, your day is starting. Mm. So. Barry, do you, do you, do you have, have you ever heard this before? Have you ever heard that Monica does this? No, this is uh, news to me, but I, I can totally see, I can envision her actually doing that, just knowing her. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Do, do, do you have any version of that, Barry, that, the things that you do before you get out of bed? Uh, not before I, I get out of bed, but I, I do share with, um, you know, a lot of the folks that have seen me speak. Um, you know, my, my book is Ignite Your Greatness. And kind of the same thing is, you know, I look at sparking, you know, the, the purpose inside of me first thing in the morning. And so what I do is, you know, I yell, greatness! And, you know, I tell people that I, I used to do this, you know, in my bedroom, but I recently got married a few years ago. And my wife is usually asleep, <laughs> so um, we can't do that anymore <laughs> first thing in the morning. I had to go down into the basement to do that. But um, again, it, it's it's that first 20 minutes of the morning, what you're doing, uh, that's going to set the, the, the rest of your day. It's kind of like they say breakfast is the most important meal of the day, which you're feeding your mind also in that first 20 minutes is is going to set the tone for the rest of the day. I, I I love that both both you guys and and I just and Monica I've known you for a while I just I, I've learned something new too and I'm I'm, gonna, I'm taking this on because I, I love the physiology that when you also combine that with the uh, with, with the with the quote I'm alive I'm awake I'm aware mm -hmm. I love it but Barry what, what's what's one of your uh, what's one of your favorite quotes it's a a Steve Job quote and I'm gonna just kind of set it up uh, before I, I say the quote itself but Steve Jobs uh, he did the commencement speech at Stanford. Uh, many years ago, probably close to 20 years ago. And he talked about how he dropped out of college in his first semester. And what he ended up doing is instead of going to those classes that he didn't like, he stayed on campus and went to classes that he had interest in. And one of them was a, a, a calligraphy class. And he talked about what he learned in that class after dropping out of college is really what created the foundation of the Macintosh uh, computer that we, you know, then learned to, to, to know and understand that then transformed to what we now know as Apple. And so the quote itself goes that you cannot connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards, but you must trust that the dots will connect somehow in the future. And basically what he was saying is that in that moment of, of dropping out, this is probably, you know, a bad time in his life, but he was taking on new lessons that he had no idea in the moment how that would play a part in his life. 
But it was because of those lessons that gave him that foundation that if he hadn't dropped out, who knows where we would be in regards to Apple and the Macintosh and and all the things that were were created by him. So we have to think about that when we're going through challenges, struggles, we're learning lessons and we have no idea in the moment what, what this serves us. We have to trust that somewhere along the way, somewhere down the road, that these dots will connect. That's good. Monica, I see you smiling. Does that, does that resonate with you, that one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's what it's all about, is that aspect of, of living in the present moment and, and knowing that the things that you learned from the past are going to help you in that present moment. But that present moment is also taking you into the future. So so it's sort of like that aspect of the when you trust and you trust in that present moment, you know you are creating something powerful for the future and you don't have to worry. You know, I mean, that's the problem. I think so many of of us go through is is the worry part, you know, and. um, And I I like this quote, and it's from uh, John Asaraf. So the, the, the book, The Answer. And John Asraf, I don't know if you if you know who he is, Jesse. Yeah, I, I do, but give, give people some context in case they don't know who John so, Asraf so is. So he, you know, if you read the answer, you're gonna you're gonna see that uh, he started out pretty much like right out of jail, <laughs> and uh, and a real estate um, guy just started talking to him about you know what are you, what are you gonna do for your future, and he said I don't really you know. I, didn't graduate high school. I don't know what I'm going to do. And he said, well, let me teach you, um, you know, a little bit about, about real estate. And so he became a, a, a realtor and, and then, you know, just went on from there as someone, um, he was in the secret. So he created the vision board and he created in that vision board aspect of, you know, we probably heard about it, but he was very ritual about it. And so, um, you know, creating what you want from feeling it and seeing it, you know, so the vision board, you, you feel it, uh, you see it, and then you can actually uh, manifest it. And so the, what he says in his book, The Answer, is worry is the prayer for something you do not want. So. It's, it's like deep. what you're doing when you worry is you are praying for that to happen. So it's just another way of thinking about it. So when something you don't want comes into your mind, you're giving it the energy to make it actually happen. Mm-hmm. So, so you definitely don't want to, you know, you got to switch that thought around instead of, you know, I'm so unorganized. To I am organized because if you're saying I am so unorganized, well, yep, you are. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's the, I, and the, the, his his quote is deep. I love it, and it ties into the one Barry just gave. J- just because I feel like our our I've always been taught our brains are meaning making machines. Like that's just what we do. We're always just trying to make right sense of things. So when Barry's talking about, right, we don't, we don't know exactly the meaning in the moment until you look back and you can figure out what, what it was. This is talking about, right. And kind of piggybacking on that, this, uh, this sense of what you, what you focus on that. What's read the quote again. The worry is the worry is prayer. the prayer for something you do not want. Oh, I love that. 
Love it. And welcome. Uh, joining us now, we've got our third guest, Dan Gomer. Good morning, Dan. Morning. Sorry, I'm late. All, all good. No, we, we told you we told you dropping in. Right. It's, it's, we got all sorts of special guests on our on our 600th uh, Age of Your Heart episode. So yeah, just, congratulations, by the way. That's yeah. awesome. Congratulations to, to everybody. We have Autumn, our producer behind the scenes, and uh, Gian is here, and so many, uh, and our editors and people behind the scenes. So thank you to all of them for for uh, always putting in the effort every week. And uh, all right, so what we're doing, Dan, we are sharing, right? Barry's sharing, Monica's sharing favorite quotes, one or two of them. But what did you, did you bring a, a favorite quote or two? I did. All right, let's um, hear, let's hear one. Let's hear one of yours, and Barry and Monica so, could chat about it. This is actually pretty good timing for for this. Uh, this is actually a quote that came to me. You call it a quote, I guess. It's not a quote of somebody else, but you guys ever have those uh, waking dreams, those lucid moments, right? I had one about two weeks ago in the middle of the night. I was kind of having a rough day, you know, the, the day of. And um, this just kind of came to me and it's been really powerful for me. Um, and the quote is treat the good days as the bad and the bad days as the good, because they're one in the same, they're all just part of the journey. And that's been really powerful for me because, um, you know, and I've even been trying to like requantify when somebody says, how is your day? Like, you know, they're not just asking for a platitude, right? Like my wife actually wants to know, how was your day? I'm trying to reframe it from, was it a good day or was it a bad day? Because then I'm constantly trying to create good days and avoid bad days. And it takes my focus off of just being present in the moment and enjoying the journey. Whereas I think a better question is, what did you experience today? What is your experience of the day? What, you know, what did you feel? Um, what happened? Right. Those kinds of things, because then there's no good or bad. There's just uh, growth, you know, uh, whether it was good or bad or however you want to classify it. I'm going to do more of the things that made me feel good. And I'm going to try to work on the things that, that I didn't like as much, but either way, there's gratitude for all of the components as a whole. Hmm. I like it. It's an interesting reframe. Monica, see you smiling. You want, you want to jump in on that? I, it's the same kind of feeling like I was saying that, you know, just being in the moment and, and trying not to judge that moment because whatever's going to happen, of course you want the best. You want to be open to receiving the best, but when something doesn't go your way, um, you, you can't really force things. And when you force things, you, it causes more stress. So I think that if, if you are like Dan said, you know, open to, yeah, I didn't really like that the way that turned out but I'm not going to really judge it so hard so that it causes me more stress, or more worry. I'm going to learn from it. And, and hopefully by learning from it and not judging it so much that you're, you're saying, well, you know, that this actually helped me be who I am and I love who I am. So why take it as such a negative? Because it, it's something you learn from. And and then I that aspect of when I say I love myself, you know, it's it's the good and the bad. <laughs> so, the things that I don't really like about me, yeah, I'm going to learn from those things, but I still love who I am. So. Yeah. Well, and, and and it's also for me, it, it brings a sense of like playfulness, mm -hmm. you know, where it's like you, you can't screw it up. You, you can't 
mess it up. So it's kind of like, all right, what do I have to lose? Like, let me, let me try this. Right. You're making a cold call, cold call, or, you know, doing something that makes you uncomfortable. It's like, okay, cool. I can't screw it up. You know, if it, if it goes perfectly, fantastic. If it doesn't cool, now I'm a step closer to doing it perfectly. You know, like, so it, for me, it releases that weight of like having to perform in a certain way, but still pushing my boundaries. Right. And, and having the the courage and freedom to be able to do that because there's no right or wrong way to do it. I love that. I, I should have said at the beginning, by the way, all three of these people today, Barry, Dan, and Monica, they're all real estate agents. They're team leaders. They're right there. They sell lots of houses. They're rock stars and they're authors, right? So it's, it, it, I, I love the fact that you guys are these perfect examples because we always have, you know, you have, you have agents that are, um, that do multiple things and agents that, uh, you know, have ambitious dreams and goals. And you guys are living that, that you can do all, all these things, right, Barry? Oh yeah, Absolutely. You know, and, and I wanted to touch on what Dan uh, was saying as well, because uh, I look at, you know, having a bad day is something I can't have it as a part of my my day. I have bad moments. And uh, I think because of my background of, you know, I'm always problem solving. So I had to learn how to solve uh, certain things within myself. And then I had to learn how to, you know, my wife is great with this, that we can bounce things off of one another in regards to what's, you know, if something's bothering me, if something's bothering her. Um, and so I, you know, I just got into a place where, you know, again, you have a deal that goes uh, south on you and comes, you know, it's in contract and then it goes out of contract. That's a bad, it could be a bad day or it could be a bad moment. And in those moments for me, sometimes I have to step away from my computer, step away from my phone, take a walk and, uh, think about anything except for that that transaction. And then within 30 minutes, an hour, I'm able to work myself through it and come back and realize, okay, let, what do we do to revive this deal? What do we do to get it back on the market? Nobody died because of this. So it's really not that bad. You know, just kind of really rationalizing it and getting a better understanding of what is creating that moment for me and and realizing, you know, there, there's some areas to be grateful for versus, you know, having this being in this bad place. I, I, lo- I love it. I, I think it's really interesting in the context when you put some of these in the context of real estate. And I'm I'm still picturing Barry um, how you start your day when you when you you know you shout greatness. And I'm picturing if we ask your wife and say, "How do you start your day?" and she says, "I, I start my day with Barry shouting greatness at me." <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I, I, I love it. Who, who's who, how many you guys got other quotes? I know Dan, you might have another one of Monica. Barry, you guys, did you guys have any other quotes you brought today to, to, to go over? Yeah, one, one that has resonated with me for at least the last six, seven years is a, a Mark Twain quote uh, that says the two most important days in your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why. And that resonates with me because I was about 47 when I found out why, um, you know, the purpose of uh, the calling of why I'm here. And then once I found that, it was like a rebirth because now every day for me is living in that purpose. So 
Um, you know, I, I, I think, again, you know, I don't have those bad days of, of knowing that there's something that I'm here for. And I think especially during the pandemic, we've seen so many people that, you know, uh, have taken their own lives and things of that nature. And, you know, and I look at it from a standpoint, like I said, I was 47 years old before I figured that thing, that that piece out for myself. And I know that there's a lot of people that are trying to figure that out and maybe at 20 or 30 thinking to themselves, you know, I don't have it figured out yet. It, it could take some time. But I tell you, once it it reveals itself to you, it, I mean, it just there that's that part of you, that that spirit inside of you that is ignited. And and that's that what wakes me up on a daily basis. That's the way that I work in my business and my relationships with people are all around that purpose. I, I love that. I'm seeing so many guys not. I'm seeing Deanne and Monica nodding their heads. Absolutely, guys. Go ahead, Monica. Yeah, ha- having the passion for the purpose is is really what makes your life a great life. And and so I that part with uh, Barry, you know, the Mark Twain quote is actually in my book, which is funny because I I had for every chapter in my book, I, you know, I started out with a quote, and I love that quote because it is it's you know you're born into this world, which is a an amazing feat in itself, right? I mean, and then to actually find your purpose is is so important. Some people find their purpose at, at very young ages. You know, I mean, you almost feel like they are, you know, they were a, a prodigy, and and then you wonder, you know, what did they do, or did they have something in a past life where they did this, where they come knowing, you know. But then there's other people that we have to work towards it. We have to find out what is my purpose? You know, why am I here? And I I feel like just being a, a mother was a purpose for me. And that that was my why. And then when you look at your goals and your why, you know, my why is is I wanted to, to really be a good mother, be there for them. But at the same time, I also wanted to be successful in, in selling real estate. So how do you balance that out? And so that's what my book is about, is about inner being in balance. You have to start inside first. Your inner world is so much more important than the outer world. And when you can actually balance those together, then your purpose is found. And and then it starts to, that why, you know, just makes things so much easier because you are actually practicing what you preach and you're practicing your why. And then it's it, it you just put it out there. You put it out there and people, you know, start to resonate with what you want and what your desires are. And then they start, it starts manifesting, it starts happening. And you're like, this is like magic. But at the same time, it's really, it's more of of you having that intention, you knowing your passion for your purpose, and then it happens. And I, I think the other component of that too is that it's a try it's a process of trial and error you know our our life you know being a mother can be a purpose right that's a phase of life you know so that may not be like your driving purpose forever but maybe it is for 10 or 20 years of your life right so it's a process of of discovery and so you know you can find that in real estate you can find that in you know lots of different paths but i think it's the curiosity that ultimately 
leads to that discovery of, of what, what our purpose is. And so I feel like I have discovered my like really deep underlying purpose. Um, but then I also have little offshoots of that. Right. And, and things that are really important to me right now and missions that I'm on right now and things like that, uh, that are also just as valid and as important and that feed that, that underlying purpose. And, And I think there's a lot of pressure these days to have it figured out what, you know, what's my purpose. I have to have the answer. I have to have it written down. I have to have the purpose. I gotta have the answer. And it's just not the case. You know, I think what's more important is having a curiosity to figure it out and, and be open to new possibilities. And over time, if there's just kind of like a consistent curiosity and a consistent seeking to discover then there's no way that you won't get more clear on it over time. And that's the important part, you know? I I love that. I love this conversation too. I love that we get to start our day and start our week like this. It just, these these are things that we don't talk about a lot in real estate, but when you really dive into most successful realtors and agents, team leaders, they're, they're on the same journey. So I think it's so cool. Right. Um, I've got, does anyone else have any other quotes? Cause I got one. I wanted to see, so go ahead, Barry, you got one. Uh, not really a quote. I just wanted to take note of something. So each of us wrote our first book at the same time, but we did not collaborate on any of those, those books together. We, I didn't even know Monica and Dan were writing the book when I was writing the book, but what she just mentioned, that quote is in my book as well. And how she said she started each chapter with the quote. I ended each chapter with the quote. So it's so funny how, again, the universe has conspired to bring us together, uh, you know, because cool. we're, we're working in, in the same direction. And I, I quoted Mark Twain in my book, too. <laughs> quotes at the beginning of all my chapters as well. <laughs> I, I love I love it. Here's here's this one changes gears a little bit. This is the quote that's been in my head for the last couple of months. I heard someone say this, and I don't actually know who this quote is attributed to. I heard a guy named uh, named John Sai say this. John just became actually our president of EXP in Canada. Um, but uh, he said this quote, and he's got it on his wall. And he said, uh, "If you never quit, you never fail." And that's just been bouncing in my head. It's what's I don't only got a couple minutes before we got to wrap this up, but what's your guys take on that? Do, do you like it? Dislike it? How does that resonate for, for any of you guys? Yeah, definitely resonates with me. I just put a video out where I talked about failure. And I mean, we have in, in society, we look at failure as a bad thing. But when you think about when you go to the gym, your purpose of going to the gym and you're lifting weights is to take your, your muscles to muscle failure. Why? Because again, you're breaking down the muscle so it becomes stronger. So it's a purpose that we're seeking in one aspect, but then when, you know, if we fail, we we do something and we don't do it right the first time, we look at that as failure. But I totally agree that true failure is quitting on the thing that you're trying to achieve. And that, it's funny because that quote, uh, I've always said this quote is, if you've never failed, you've never lived. So it's pretty much that same thing. You know, I mean, we all want to have a fantastic life. We all want to live the best life, but there's going to be, you know, those failures along the way. And the failures actually just strengthen you with your confidence because they actually 
show you that, you know, like like Dan said, you're going to take these chances, and 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 having the confidence to know that you're going to make it, you're you're going to make it no matter what. You know, it it could turn out to be a disaster what you tried, but at the same time, you learn from it, and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to do better next time. So it's just that that self judging aspect of it is is the more that you trust yourself and the more you love yourself, the more confidence you're going to have in your daily life. And and the failures, yeah, they're going to happen. But we move on. If you can reframe it, you look at every super successful, however you want to define that, every super successful person, they have a frame of reference around failure. And it's a conscious frame of reference. Oh, okay. I won't do that again. All right, cool. What's next? Now what? Right. And there's tremendous power in that. And it's all mindset. You know, it's all just how we want to look at it. We get to choose how we want to look at it. It it really is that simple. I, I love it, guys. Well, Thank you for being here. When we post this, uh, you know, on all the podcast platforms, I'll make sure that we uh, we put links to each of your books in there, right? So anyone who's listening, they can check out, right? Because Barry, Dan, and Monica, you, they each have their own book. They're each different perspective, and they're all great. I've, I've read all three, guys. I don't know if you know that, but I've, I've read all three of your books, and they're, they're awesome. So thank you for being here on the 600th anniversary episode. Oh, cool. Yeah, thank you. This was great. Monica, Dan, Monica Graves, Dan Gomer, and Barry Overton. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you guys. Truly. Thank you. Have a great day. Have a great morning, everyone. Have a great week. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.